This happened back in elementary school. I was around seven or eight. I haven't thought about it too much in the past years, but reading through this sub made me think about this. However, at school, there was an annual Halloween party, where brothers and sisters of my elementary schoolmates were invited. We've always had lots of fun, eat spooky snacks, etc. I was wearing a vampire costume, I always wore vampire costumes at Halloween, and my best friend, Sarah, at the time, had a strange costume that involved some fake plastic chains, but seemed real because they were quite heavy. The story begins, Sarah tells me she has to go to the bathroom, so we both head to the bathroom. I wait for her outside the entrance of the toilet, another couple of girls go into the bathroom, but I don't pay much attention to that. A few minutes go by, and I start getting very annoyed because I didn't want to lose the party. Another five minutes, I was pissed off. I turned around and entered the bathroom. I hear the sound of her chains moving around, but I can't really tell from which bathroom it's coming from, so I knock on every door. No response. I get to the ground and look through the spot between the door and the floor to understand where the noise is coming from, and I find it. Strangely, I see that she isn't alone in the bathroom. I raise my voice and ask if she's okay and who was that girl. No reply. I start trying to open the door. We couldn't lock the door, so someone had to keep it closed somehow. I start panicking and screaming, and after I try with all of the force a seven-year-old can have, I manage to open it slightly. From now on, I have some confused memories, but I'll try to explain myself the best I can. I see a girl, and I knew her. She was the teenage sister of one of our classmates. I asked her what was happening, and she told me that Sarah was having some problems and that she was helping her. But I didn't hear Sarah anymore. I kicked her ankle-slash-leg and managed to get into the bathroom. I was scared as hell, and I just wanted my friend back. As I get into the bathroom, she closes it again, using her back to keep it closed. I looked at Sarah and she was sitting on the toilet with her face red and the chains around her neck. She was slowly choking. I began to scream, and that girl slaps me. I was sobbing, crying, and basically I wasn't able to move because of the fear. All I could do was scream as loud as possible again. The teacher finally arrives and gets me and Sarah out of there and calls our parents in the ambulance, and my parents bring me home while Sarah goes to the hospital. Turns out that her brother our classmate, was pissed off by her and his sister decided to do something about it. She was a lot older than us at the time. I still get chills thinking about what happened, but I've never seen cops talking to my parents or at school, so I guess she got away with it. Me and Sarah never talked about it ever again, and when I try to ask her what happened, she just doesn't want to talk about it. Last night had to be the most frightening minutes of my life. It's 10.30pm. The baby is down for bedtime. I'm in the bedroom trying to fall asleep. Next thing I know, the doorbell rings. It's 10.30 at night. Uh, who the hell is ringing my doorbell? It's going to wake the baby, and I'm becoming angry and a little shaken. I peeked through the peephole and saw two men that looked like they were in their early to mid-twenties. At that point, I just get scared. Uh, what are two strangers doing uh, ringing and knocking at 10.30 at night, especially on Halloween night? 
I froze for a minute and just watched. They kept ringing and knocking. I retreated to the bedroom to grab my phone. I called my fiancé, but he doesn't answer, and he's asleep and six hours away from an FTS. They just keep ringing and knocking for almost five minutes. They aren't giving up. Some sense kicks in and I call the police non-emergency line. I didn't call 911 because I wasn't sure if it qualified as an emergency. I didn't know what they wanted. Right as the dispatcher takes my name and address, they leave. I tell the dispatcher to cancel the reports and he tells me that if they come back, just call 911. I've never been so scared in my life. I'm home alone with the baby while the fiancé is away. I've never felt so threatened in my own home. My fiancé is hoping that they were either trying to prank someone or that they were drunk trying to get into the wrong apartment. My instincts tell me that they weren't friendly and my instincts are usually right. I was nearly defenseless in my home. I'm not able to open the door to two strange people. I'm still shaken today. I don't want to leave the apartment. I really hope they don't come back again. I'd rather not have to threaten that I have a weapon now that I know where it is, and will use it if absolutely necessary as a last line of defense. I'd rather not encounter them again. I hope they stay away. This took place a while ago. I was 13 and my family had just moved to a new town. A new friend of mine from school and I made plans to go trick-or-treating together. At the time, I remember thinking I was a bit too old to still be trick-or-treating, but who doesn't want free candy? My friend and I figured we still had one year of trick-or-treating left in us. Because we were 13 and I lived in a fairly safe neighborhood, my parents thought it was fine for us to go trick-or-treating together without adult supervision. Everything was going great and we were having fun, getting some solid candy, etc. Then we rang on one guy's doorbell. The porch light was on and there was a pumpkin or two so we figured the people in the house were likely to be handing out candy. A middle-aged man opened the door. At first I was glad because he was dressed in costume and happy to see my friend and me, so I felt we were in for some top-tier candy. I don't even remember what candy he handed out, but I do remember what happened next. He asked us to enter into his home, which is weird, but we were 13, so we didn't really think anything of it. He then asked if he could take our photo. He said he always liked to take photos of the kids every Halloween because he loved seeing the costumes. On one of his walls were a bunch of pictures of different random unrelated children in Halloween costume. At this point, even being a dumb 13 year old, I was starting to get a kind of creeped out vibe. But I figured it was best not to upset the man and let him take the picture and then we could leave. So he snaps the photo of us and then he pulls out a clipboard with a sheet of paper on it, with a bunch of names written in childish handwriting. He says he likes the kids whose pics he snaps to sign their names, so he can know who they are. At this point, we were both mega creeped out. We should have just run. We should have just run away, but we were too conditioned not to be rude. I decided to sign a fake name. He looked at the paper, looked back up at me, then down at the paper, he then repeated the fake name I'd given and nodded. Luckily, after that, he didn't do anything and we were free to leave, but it definitely creeped us both out. At the time, I thought he was just an eccentric guy, but as an adult looking back on the story, 
he seems much more sinister. I'm so glad nothing bad happened to her, and hope nothing bad happened to any other kids. Halloween with all these costumed kids trick-or-treating in the dark, and minimal parental supervision, could be a great opportunity for predators to get kids alone in their homes, with no one knowing the kids' whereabouts. Please stay safe out there, and happy Halloween. This incident happened to me last year on Halloween. My little brother and I were home alone since our parents had gone out to a Halloween party. They had tasked us with handing out candy to the trick-or-treaters. This bummed my brother and I out because we had made plans to go trick-or-treating with a few friends. Our parents told us that we were too old to still be trick-or-treating and that we could instead invite our friends over to the house and hang out there. My friends declined my invitation to come over because they still wanted to go trick-or-treating. So that left me home alone with my brother handing out candy. A lot of people stopped by our house and by 10 o'clock, almost all the candy was gone. My brother and I decided that we'd eat the rest. We were sitting on the couch watching a scary movie and stuffing ourselves with candy when there was a knock on the door. I stormed off the couch wondering who the hell could be knocking on our door this late. I assumed that it was just some late night trick-or-treaters. Even if that was the case, I had turned the porch light and Halloween decorations off which should have been a dead giveaway that we were out of candy or that we weren't home. So I assumed it was just my parents. Being cautious, I looked through the peephole and saw a suspicious man standing on our front porch. He was wearing a black hoodie with the hood over his head, which made it difficult to see his face. The only detail of his face I could spot was that he had a beard and dry, crusty lips. There was no way that this guy was a trick-or-treater because he wasn't wearing a costume. It was far too old to be trick-or-treating alone. His hands were stuffed in the front pocket of his hoodie, and he also looked very thin. Every single red flag went off in my head about this guy. There was no way in hell I was going to open the door. Still, looking through the peephole, I watched as he knocked on the door again. He seemed desperate for us to open the door, and was shaking a bit. It wasn't cold outside. Definitely not cold enough for someone to be trembling. He was giving me a bad vibe and I wanted to get rid of him as soon as possible. We're out of candy, I shouted to him. I watched as a smile spread across his face. It wasn't a friendly smile either. Are you alone in there? The man asked, almost in a mocking voice. His voice was raspy and dry. Should I call the police? My little brother asked me quietly, gripping his cell phone. Sounds like you're not alone in there. I continued to watch him through the peephole. His hands were still wedged tightly in his pocket, and he was still shaking a bit. I began to wonder if he was armed. I decided to take action and spoke to him in the most intimidating voice I could. Get the fuck away from my house or I'll call the police. His smile faded and he bared his teeth. His teeth were piss yellow, and I concluded that he was probably some homeless crackhead. He had a look of fury plastered on his face. Fortunately, he left without trying to break in, probably because he knew I wasn't fucking around with him. I didn't stop watching him through the peephole until I saw him completely off of our property. My brother and I breathed a sigh of relief and decided not to call the police. My brother and I were a bit paranoid after this and watched TV until our parents came home. We didn't tell them about the man since he hadn't really tried to harm us. Now when I think back to this, I wish we had called the police, because maybe we would have been able to prevent a murder. You see, the next day we found out that an elderly woman who lived a few houses down from us had been brutally murdered.
Her neighbor had found her lying on her front porch covered in blood. She had been stabbed multiple times in the chest and neck. My brother and I immediately knew who had done it, and we told the police what we knew. They couldn't do much from the information we had given them, since we hadn't seen many details of his face. They went on the hunt for the man, but never caught him. I blame myself for that poor old lady's murder, because I could have prevented it from happening just by calling the police. I think the most disturbing thing of all is the fact that he didn't take anything from the old lady's house. Her house had been left untouched, but he could have gone in and taken what he wanted since her door was wide open. This means that he just wanted to kill. That was his only intention. He didn't want money or jewelry. He only had the urge to kill. Halloween of 01. From the title, you know this happened in 2001 on Halloween. Halloween night, to be specific. I was seven, and if you want to know my current age, just do the math. My mom helped me remember this one, so if there are further questions, I will ask her, as she remembers the night vividly. It was freezing, probably in the 20 to 30 degree range. I was hellbent on going out anyways. I wanted my pillowcase to be stocked full of sweets, damn it. I dressed as a cat. Not too hard to imagine that. Now at this time, I had zero idea, but my rock star mom was on it, and you can thank her for her on-par memory. My mom noticed a very tall man dressed in all black. Mom said he had on black jeans, a black trench coat, and a black hockey mask. He had no kids with him, so that was a huge red flag to my mom. But he did have a pumpkin basket to put candy in. He followed us around house to house, always stayed back three or four houses according to mom. After 20 or so minutes, she shrugged it off, thinking this was just some really tall kid just innocently out trick-or-treating. But the more she said she kept shrugging it off, the more uneasy she felt. Now, I do remember my pillowcase was only half full, and my mom hurrying us home and me being super pouty about it. I do not, however, remember my mom putting the house on lockdown after we got into the front door, but she remembers and said she did so very quickly. I ate some candy, brushed my teeth, got into bed. Mom laid down next to me. I remember this and thought it was a little weird since I'd been sleeping on my own at seven. Now this is where my mom really helped me out with this story, as I had no idea until we talked about it earlier. Fast forward to the morning, and there was a pumpkin basket full of candy with a note on top that said, Meow in chicken scratch, on our front porch, right outside the front door. My mom threw out the candy just in case it was tampered with, and she burned the note. Now, what creeps me out, and I just found out from my mom earlier, is that in the middle of the night, she got up from my bed to recheck the house, looked out the window, and saw him, in our front lawn, staring at the house with the pumpkin basket in his hand. She didn't think he noticed her. She called the police immediately, she briefed the officer on what happened. The officer said he would do a few rounds and patrol the area. My mom never heard back from the officer that night, or ever, she said. 
Mom also told me that she stayed up the entire night with a pistol in her lap after seeing him in the front yard. Since that night, and up until right now, nothing weird has happened with him ever since. But as for his intentions, zero idea. I had a strange, unsolved experience as a kid that has been on my mind a lot lately, and decided this is the place to share. The first half of the story takes place on Halloween in 1991. A quick bit of background. I was a seven-year-old boy at the time, and my little sister was only a few months old. I lived in Long Island, New York, on the border area of the town that kind of acted as an unspoken separation between the more affluent area and the lower-income hood-type area. My dad owned a bar across from the train station that was extremely popular in the 80s and was still riding the tail end of that boom. My father did very well for himself. My father and his business were well known around town. I think this may have to do with what happened. He eventually squandered everything on a heroin addiction, but that's a different story. And for the record, I had nothing but love and respect for him despite this. So it was Halloween. My mom was working the night shift at my dad's bar. My sister was home with a teenage babysitter. My dad had taken me and my friends trick-or-treating. This was the first year I was able to go out at night, so I was super stoked. When we got home, there were cops in my house. The babysitter's crying, and my mom came home. Earlier, while the sitter was alone with my sister, she got a phone call from an unknown number asking to speak to Little Super Unknown 315. She said I was not there, and the woman stated that she had a gift for me and would call back. This woman called back a few times, saying something similar, and she began to insist that she was going to come deliver her gift. Eventually, she called and said to look in the mailbox. This is where the sitter called the police. The police found a pirate skull Halloween decoration that would talk and shake when you clapped, as well as several candy bars. My whole family was really bugged out about this. I was scared, but I also kind of liked the skull thing and convinced my parents after much protest to let me keep it. My parents for a few weeks after that were on edge and hated the toy. They tried to work with the police, but there wasn't much they could do, and the whole thing kind of went cold. Fast forward the following summer, in 1992. My best friend and I decided to have a car wash in front of his house, which was diagonally across the street from my house. We had our buckets, soap, hose, and sign. You get the picture. This black car rolls up. It was an old 80s Crown Vic, or something that looked like it. One of those big cars that steers like a boat. The window rolls down, and there's a woman sitting in the driver's seat. She had short, white hair, uh, kind of had this whole Ursula vibe going. I told my parents she was old because of the hair, but looking back, she could have been as young as her 40s. She said, Hi, Super Unknown 315. Do you know who I am? I said, No. I'm the one who gave you those nice presents on Halloween. My jaw drops, and I freeze up, just staring. Then, like something out of a movie, she began to laugh maniacally, and then speeds off. I ran home and told my parents. That was the end of it, and they never figured out who it was. My father had speculated that this person may have believed he was wealthy, and maybe was trying to get a ransom. 
Maybe she was a scorned ex-lover. Uh, I don't know, I've speculated many things, but will likely never know at this point, as I am now 35, and that was a lifetime ago. Sorry if this story has an underwhelming payoff at the end, but it has bugged me for years, and I've wanted to share it. In the past year, I've had several of my dad's old friends find and reach out to me on Facebook. Two of them are women. One of them made me a little uncomfortable because she kept pushing to hang out. She's a lot older than me, like go to the bar hangout. I said no, of course, but she asked a lot of personal questions. That's what brought this story back to the forefront of my mind. I'm getting a weird feeling in my gut that this woman, or even the other once they found me on Facebook, is the same woman that stalked me as a child. That thought gives me a chill, but I would really like to know who this person was and why they stalked me. It was my turn to take my kids trick-or-treating. The previous year it was my wife's, and we traded back and forth every year. My son and daughter are age 7 and 9. Usually I stay on the street while my kids go up to the different houses to collect candy. After about half an hour of walking around, we came to one of the more popular hotspots for candy collecting. A main street in the neighbourhood, lots of really cool decoration and animatronics on people's lawns. So I became a bit distracted and stopped watching my kids closely. At one point they came back from a house, accompanied by another girl about the same height as my daughter. She was wearing a weird homemade mask, like a cardboard cutout or something. My daughter asked me if she could trick or treat with us, so I said sure, and we carried on together as a group. I didn't know who the girl was, but I figured she was a friend from school. As we continued, I started to notice a large man trailing us. He was wearing some sort of angry cat mask. It was kind of creepy to be honest, I thought that maybe he was the father of the girl, so I tried to start up some small chat with him. I said something like, nice weather, huh? But he didn't respond. He just stood there staring at me while our kids went up the stairs to the next house. I tried again, asking, hey, is that your daughter? He nodded, but didn't say anything. I figured he just wasn't in the mood for chatting, so I stopped trying. We carried on for about another 15 minutes until suddenly my kids came up to me and said they wanted to go home. This surprised me, as we hadn't been out for too long, and their bags were only a third full. In any case, I agreed, waved goodbye at the man in the cat mask and his daughter, and started on our way home. The weird thing is that when I glanced back, the man and his daughter were just standing there, staring at us. I checked one more time as we turned the corner, and they were still standing there, not having moved at all. At this point, I decided to ask my kids, so who was that girl? My daughter looked up at me with a confused look on her face. She's your friend, my daughter replied. I asked her what she meant. Apparently, the girl with the cardboard mask approached them and then said she was a friend of mine. She told my daughter she was too shy to ask me if she could join us to trick or treat and wanted my daughter to ask me instead. I laughed at this story and replied to my daughter, why would you think she was my friend? I don't have any children friends. What my daughter said next chilled my bones. According to her, when the girl with the cardboard mask approached them for the first time, she wasn't wearing the mask, so they were able to see her face. As it turns out, she wasn't a girl at all, 
but an older woman around my age with wrinkles on her face. What's even more disturbing, the old woman had started to steal treats for my daughter's bag, apparently when I wasn't looking. This is why they asked me to go home. The old woman was creeping them out, and they wanted to just get away from her. I brought my kids home and told my wife what happened. We made sure to check through all their candy, but didn't find anything suspicious or off. We didn't call the police or anything, since nothing really happened. But thinking back, I kind of regret that decision now. What the heck was the old woman doing? And who the hell was that man following us around? I don't think I'll ever know. I just think it's sick that there are people out there, on Halloween, hiding behind masks, pretending to be children. It was Halloween of 2008. I was in college and still in a relationship with my first serious boyfriend. We'd been together since high school, and it took this night to show me our relationship was abusive. It took one more incident before I finally left him for good. He was wonderful when he was sober, if a little intense and controlling. But when he was drunk, I learned he was truly terrifying. This was the first such incident that truly scared me. He joined in a stupid game, a Gatorade and Shine challenge. They'd empty a bottle of Gatorade at least halfway, fill the rest up with moonshine, and the goal was to finish the bottle within an hour and then tell some crazy stories. Well, he completed the challenge, but he never did tell his friends the story. He couldn't remember most of it, and it painted him in a horrific light. I knew things were heading downhill when he started calling me a slut after saying hi to a guy friend at the party we were at. I decided we better head home before he got any worse. I thought I could nip it in the bud, manage it. We get home and change out of our costumes. James wanted to have sex, but in his state after what he called me, I wasn't interested. Oddly enough, it led him to calling me a whore. I left the apartment to go smoke. Our neighbors were having a party and two guys were outside smoking as well. They came over to see if I was okay. I'd been crying and they'd heard the yelling. I said I was, which they could obviously see was a lie. They let me know that if I needed help, they'd help me. James chose that moment to come outside, said he'd heard us and told them to get away from me, stalking towards them. I stood up to get between them. They told me that they meant what they said and not to forget it, then told him to watch himself. I was facing them to say bye and thanks for the offer when one of the guys gasped, staring at my boyfriend in shock. I turned around and my eyes immediately caught on the ground, just as what I was seeing registered. The other guy lunged forward and grabbed me, pulling me behind him. What was on the ground that had elicited such reactions, you ask? Blood. Blood was dripping on the ground from his hand. He was holding a knife so tightly he had sliced his own hand open. I begged him to drop it, which he only agreed to when I walked back towards him. I was an idiot, I know. The two guys seemed at a loss and I feel so bad for them having their Halloween ruined by this scary, crazy bullshit. They left me to it after I swore I'd be fine, reiterating that I could come to them for help. We got inside and I immediately started hiding all sharp objects, calling James' roommates, begging them to come home. He started screaming to give him the knives back, how I was a slut and I wouldn't even fuck him, what use was I? I called my parents and left and then called his mom because I was scared he'd hurt himself. She let me know how he was my problem now. I should have called the police, but didn't want to ruin his life. I'm ashamed to say I got back together with him for six more months of hell after that. 